to Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. It is Friday once again. It is episode 43 of the Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Yes, I did say episode 43, not 42. Last week, I actually did do an episode of the Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast, but couldn't upload it, did it on Periscope, and it all got messed up, so here I stand again. Episode 43, we're going to get to the new Daniel Bryan. Is this the apex of his comeback? Is this the best stuff of his career since his comeback? We're going to hop into that. We're going to hop into the, the, the TLC card, excuse me if I could get it out. The TLC card, how interested in that am I? I'm going to get into that. Queen of the Ring talk, are they bringing that back? Are they really thinking about bringing that back? We're going to get into that too. And women's tag titles. Does WWE need them? Gotta hop all up in that. But first, you can find me on Periscope at Too Sweet Pod. I'm on Periscope all the time, every week on Periscope. You can find me on YouTube at OMG Corey B as well. You can go to the space where I type in OMG Space Corey Space B. And bam, there I am. Go to the guy with 4,000 followers or subscribers, excuse me. Feel free to subscribe on YouTube as well. And also, this will be hosted on Castbox as well. Castbox.fm. I will be on there. I'm on the Two Sweet Wrestling Podcast on, on there as well. You can find me there. So, we're about to hop right on into this. We're not going to waste any more of your time. Daniel Bryan, the new. Daniel Bryan and <laughs> this is no joke here I need the bottle of water right there I'm combing the earth as I talk about Daniel Bryan which is pretty funny but the new Daniel Bryan I was kind of like I said on YouTube this past week I was kind of shaky on the new character of Daniel Bryan but this past episode of Smackdown I really enjoyed Daniel Bryan. I'm here to talk about is it the apex of his career since his comeback? Is it the best stuff of his career since his comeback? I'm here to talk about that. Talking about this new Daniel Bryan character, this new hipster, Save the Earth, Captain Planet. I'll kick him in the groin, Daniel Bryan. I'm loving every bit of this. And I gotta say that, is it the apex of his career? Since his comeback from his neck injury, I'm going to have to say no, it's not the apex of Daniel Bryan's career since his comeback, because the apex is the comeback. Look, we were all interested in that. We never thought the guy would come back. He came back, and that is the total apex as it stands to December right now. But is it the best stuff of his career since his comeback? It is totally the best stuff of his career since his comeback. Uh, when Daniel Bryan came back, it's like the momentum slowly started to dissipate in interest when he first came back off of his neck in, neck injury. Excuse me, it was high up the top of him when we were waiting for him to come back. Then it slowly, the momentum slowly crept down, and now this heel character is totally the best stuff of his career. And I gotta say that I very much appreciate Daniel Bryan. I appreciate wrestlers that can do the total opposite of what their character has become famous for. Now, Daniel Bryan has done plenty of work throughout his career, and 
lately, he's been in here before, but lately he's become, become known as Lovable Daniel Bryan. Now, when we talk about wrestlers that have done complete changes over their career and been successful with it, we're talking about the greats. We're talking about the Undertaker. Went from the Dead Man Undertaker to the Biker Undertaker. We're talking about Sting. Went from Beach Blonde Hair Sting to The Crow Sting. And there are just many examples throughout history of guys going over makeovers. Chris Jericho, for goodness sake, the guy has done everything. And now look at this with Daniel Bryan. I can't quite compare him to those guys yet, but I will say that this heel run for the short term has been very successful and I've enjoyed the change. It is the best stuff of his career since he's come back from his neck injury. Ah, it has been very fantastic. And looking at it from the short term, and uh, it's, it's great for the short term. I don't know how, I don't know how great it'll be in the long term because when we look at a guy like Shinsuke Nakamura in the feud with AJ Styles, when he had his heel turn, it was great for him. But in the long term, they never really had any long term plans for it, so it just kind of dissipated into nothing, into what it is now. But I gotta look at this Daniel Bryan character and think that okay. They have to have something slated for the long term. And I just got to think that uh, we'll see interesting things to go forward uh, in the long term. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. I got to think that Daniel Bryan will retain the title throughout this feud. I'm interested to see what the feud is post Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles because, I mean, the only person that I can think of right now is The Miz. After that, it is wide open for SmackDown as far as the title and as far as uh, who is who will be facing off against Daniel Bryan going forward. So moving on, we are going to talk about the Queen of the Ring. And man, I saw this headline come across and first thing I thought about was, man, I'm very interested into this. And look. The report comes from Dave Meltzer in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. He says that WWE is planning on a Queen of the Ring tournament in 2019. Meltzer said WWE is looking at another all-female pay-per-view for next year. The Queen of the Ring uh, narrative, the Queen of the Ring theme seems to be the thing that is being tossed around at the moment. So I gotta say that, okay, I'm a sucker. I'm old school, I'm a 90s guy, I'm a 90s wrestling person. I'm a sucker for the Queen, King of the Ring tournament. I always loved it, I always loved that pay-per-view. It's one of my favorite pay Well, one of the pay-per-views that I liked. I don't know if it was one of the top favorites of mine, but I always, I always liked the King of the Ring. And if we're going to do that for the ladies, if they're going to bring the King of the Ring back and call it the Queen of the Ring, then look, I'm fine with it, but they have to do it right. The last I remember of the King of the Ring was them doing this makeshift tournament on Monday Night Raw where I think Wade Barrett won the tournament and he was the king of the ring and it was one of the most lackluster sad things you will ever see in wrestling because king of the ring one of the great things of the 90s got turned into a one night tournament on Monday Night Raw makeshift tournament if they bring this queen of the ring back they have to do it right and it's a thing that I'm interested in seeing the queen of the ring also, they have to bring the prestige back. 
if they're going to bring the Queen of the Ring back. When you won the King of the Ring, it was a prestigious thing. You were the King of the Ring. They treated it like a big deal. If the Queen of the Ring is to come back, whoever wins it, you have to treat them like a big deal. Like, people, uh, speaking of going forward, you have to, I would love for this to be a gimmick for the winner as well. We look at Owen Hart, turned it into a gimmick. It was a really good thing. Booker T turned the King of the Ring uh, thing into a gimmick. And the King Booker T, he rolled that bad boy to a world title. That was arguably, I would, I would say the best character of Booker T's career was the King Booker thing. It was the thing I was most interested in as it pertains to Booker T. Uh, I would love to see this turn into a gimmick for whoever wins the Queen of the Ring if this were to go down. So moving on, I would also say that I would be very invested into this because on a personal note, I love me some one night tournaments. And we get the Queen of the Ring together. What it has to be also is a better build than Evolution was. If we're going to do Queen of the Ring, you have to build it up into a better thing. And as it going for a one night tournament or however long they plan it out, I would love to see it because I love tournaments to be built up into something and to have the winner I have a have an apex of a winner that night. A one night tournament, I would love for it to be a one night tournament because I love those things. And if they were to treat this pay-per-view right, I think it would go fantastically and I think it would be great. Also, it has to go to a person that needs the win. Like we can't have a Queen of the Ring tournament and the winner be Charlotte Flair. A person that totally does not need it. I have this go to somebody that can, like I said, use this as a gimmick and can really get over with it. So with that being said, the Queen of the Ring, the, the idea, the gimmick, uh, as it, the report says, possibly being tossed around. I would love for it to come back. I would support it and it would be very interesting to me to see how it all turns out. So moving on, speaking of the ladies... We have the tag titles. This has been something that has far been rumored about. Uh, even going all the way back to Evolution, there were reports coming out that there would be tag titles for the women. And I've talked about this, talked about this before. And even speaking of more teasing, uh, we had the teasing on Raw with Sasha and Bailey talking about how they wanted to be the first women's tag team champions on Raw. So looking at the situation here, we've had this teased and reported on and teased and teased and teased. I got to think that at some point throughout next year, we're going to have some women's tag team titles. But on my standpoint, I've, I've mentioned this before. Uh, if, if it's coming down to me, I got to say that I do not want women's tag team titles for WWE because look. They can't book one division right on Raw. You mean to tell me that they're going to bring tag team titles and have two divisions? They're going to screw up two divisions? Look, it's going to be a thing to where it's going to be tough to get invested into. I can't get invested into the women's division on Raw. The only person that feels important on Raw as it pertains to the women's division is Ronda Rousey. If I'm being totally honest, she's the only person that feels important on that entire roster. So, I cannot get into two divisions because as it pertains to one division not being booked right, that goes to the characters and the wrestlers as well. 
if the division is not being booked right, the wrestlers won't feel as important. So the wrestlers that will move on to the tag team division will not feel as important in my opinion. Because we have the aforementioned Sasha and Bailey uh, tag team. And these are two ladies to which I say, where are they going? Like, are they even important anymore? Because if you're asking me, I'm going to say no, they're not important anymore. And that's not on the merits or the talents of Sasha Banks and Bailey. That's on the booking of Sasha Banks and Bailey. No, they're not important because they don't feel important anymore because they're not getting booked importantly anymore. They're getting put in pathetic angles. And look, they're phenomenally talented. I love me some Sasha Banks. Have from the start ever since I've seen it in NXT. And I think that she's going down to nothing. You can ditto for Bailey as well. She's going down to nothing as well. So when we discuss tag team titles for the women, look, I got to take it back to Impact Wrestling. Uh, Impact Wrestling introduced tag team titles for the ladies. And it was cool at first. It was a very cool idea. It was a cool dynamic at first. But as it wore on... The, the thing that knocked it off was the fact that they just did not have enough of a deep division to hold two divisions. Like, they didn't have a deep enough division to hold a knockouts title and a tag team division. So, like, it, it reached the point to where we had kept having continuous feuds over and over and over and until... The tag team titles faltered out of TNA. And that's what I think we will see with WWE. We will have continuous feuds over and over until the tag team titles just kind of falter off of the women's division. So I don't think they're going to be get booked right. Like it'll be a thing in the beginning. It'll probably be cool to see Sasha and Bayley win the tag team titles. But eventually as time wears on, it will not be a good long-term solution or a good long-term plan. Those are my thoughts on having tag team titles for the women's division in WWE. So moving on, we're going to go to TLC. Are you interested in the card? And I got to say that, man, looking at the card, it is a tale of two brands. It is a tale of two uh, stories here. Because when I look at the raw side, and I'm looking at the build here, just think about... The last Monday, the last few Monday Night Raws. I think about the last few Smackdowns. The last few Monday Night Raws has just been horrible, man. It's just I can't get invested towards anything, and that falls all the way to the TLC card. The only thing I can get invested into, the only thing I can get interested in, is Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose, and I'm starting to lose my interest into that too. Because they've had Dean Ambrose be wacky Dean Ambrose. And I hate him as that. You know, when Dean Ambrose came back, he was this lunatic, just literally, a lunatic character that just looked deranged and just looked like he wanted to tear the heads off of anything. And it was very interesting. Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose was very interesting at first, but now it just feels like another placeholder feud. As we head into TOC. Another few to get us through the month. I look at the raw side of things. And I'm just not very interested in Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. I, and it's not for certain that Braun Strowman is going to be there as well. Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. I could care less about that. That's another placeholder feud. The only other thing that interests me on the raw side. 
is Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre. And that's not because I'm too much invested into the story. I just know that that's going to be a banger and a possible show still, a possible match of the night with those guys involved. And that's about the only thing on the raw side that I'm interested in. Now, like I said, a tale of two brands. Looking at the SmackDown side, they are just hitting it out of the park. And I mean, I'm very much invested into whatever SmackDown is throwing me. And I mean, just starting at the top, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. At the Daniel Bryan Hill time, I'm very much invested into that. And look, that's going to be a phenomenal match. It should main event. I, I don't know if it will. You know, with WWE's history of the WWE title, I don't know if they're going to let it main event, which is such a shame. We have Daniel Bryan, we have AJ Styles, we have the new Daniel Bryan, we have this new heel character. It should main event when it comes to TLC. We don't have a universal title bout, so that should main event, but we'll see. Uh, everything SmackDown has going for it on the TLC side of things, I'm very much interested in. I'm interested into the tag match. And the women's tag, the women's uh, championship match. You know what? I'm gonna call an audible right here and now because I said the men should should main event. No, this should main event. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair versus Oscar. That should main event because that is gonna be a phenomenal match. I'm pretty sure that is gonna be the match of the night. I cannot wait for that. For something that's a placeholder pay per view. That is like WrestleMania caliber. WrestleMania, that's a WrestleMania worthy match right there. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. I cannot wait for that. The SmackDown Tag Team Titles match. That's going to be a phenomenal. That's going to be phenomenal as well. Another triple threat match. Look, SmackDown has stories that I can invest into. They've built up things that I'm interested in. Ron just has a bunch of stuff that's getting thrown out there that I could care less about. Uh, we have a just. Two matches at best on Raw where I think the caliber of the match is going to be really good. And only one match that I'm moderately invested into as it pertains to the story. Other than that, the Raw build for TLC has just been outright horrible. SmackDown is carrying this pay-per-view as far as interest goes. As for my overall interest, I guess I have to go at, on a scale of 1 to 10, I have to go at a 5.5 or 2 or 6 because, like I said, I'm interested in SmackDown, but I could care less about the Raw side of things here. And that is just my opinion on the TLC pay-per-view. We have one week left. We'll see how the go-home show uh, to Raw and SmackDown goes. Hopefully, Raw actually has a good show, a good build TLC for once. We'll see how it all goes down. So that is episode 43 of the Two Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Let me know your thoughts, your opinions on all of the topics. Queen of the Ring, Daniel Bryan, uh, the tag team titles for the women, TLC. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, whether that be on YouTube, you can find me at OMG Corey. You can type on the space bar, OMG Space Corey Space B, and there I am, OMG Corey B on YouTube. You can find all my wrestling videos, reactions, and breakdowns there. And you can find me on Periscope at Two Sweet Pod, and also on Twitter at OMG Corey B and at Two Sweet Pod. Let me know your thoughts on all of the topics that I have talked about on this podcast. I am out.